Welcome to this week's episode of Lash Biz Babes, the podcast for solo beauty business owners who want to build a full clientele and create a business in life that they truly love. My name is Erica. I'm your host. I'm a lash artist turned beauty business coach and lash educator. And this week I have another guest episode for you. We've got April from Lash Mecca, who we're going to be talking to today. And I've been recording so many guest episodes lately, and I've been so thrilled about it. So I'm excited for you to listen into this conversation. Before we get started, I just wanted to express my thanks and say thank you for being here and listening to Lash Biz Babes. I am so eternally grateful. I can't ever express that enough. I've been really reflecting on this a lot the last couple of weeks and like the last couple of days especially, and it just makes my heart so full to see like how far Lash Biz, Lash Biz Babes has come and how much we've grown since it launched in February of 2022. Uh, July was our biggest month or most downloaded episodes in a month ever. We had a little over 2,100 episodes get downloaded in July. And I just, I'm so freaking thankful for every person who's ever listened, shared it online, shared it with your friends, referred people to the show, anything. I'm just I'm so thankful. Like I said, I just cannot express that enough. Thank you so much. And we're going to be having a Lash Biz Babes meetup in October in Anaheim, California. I'm so thrilled. I'm so excited for this. And I would love to meet you there. We're going to do it on Saturday, October 14th um, at LashCon. And we're going to do brunch. It's going to be catered. I cannot wait to meet listeners and like everyone online, all my friends, everything, and you guys can meet each other. And yeah, it's going to be a blast. So yeah, brunch on Saturday, October 14th in Anaheim, California. If you don't know what LashCon is, it's like the biggest event that our industry has. There's going to be parties and a trade show and tons of speakers. And yeah, just there's several of us that are going to be there, like listeners and myself from Lash Biz Babes. And I just want to get together with everyone and hang out for a bit. So I'm thrilled about it. I do need to get a head count to arrange the caterer. So if you could RSVP at the link in the show notes, that would really help me out. If you've already talked to me about coming, I have you on my list. But yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited. So without further ado, let's jump into introducing our guest for today. Like I said, I've got April from Lash Mecca on the show today. So April is from Oahu, Hawaii, and she's been in the lash industry for six years now. She owns the lash brand Lash Mecca, specializing in luxe products and services, women empowerment, and an elevated lash training experience. But firstly, she's a lash artist that just loves to lash. She loves the independence and confidence lashing has given her, and she hopes that she can share that with others. And we had a really fun time recording together. So without further ado, let's just jump on into it. Welcome to Lash Miss Babes. I'm so excited to finally have you here and get to talk with you tonight. Um, so if you first just want to start out by introducing yourself and just a little bit about what you do in the industry. Yeah, of course. My name is April. I've been in the lash industry for six years now. Um, I'm a lash artist. I own and manage a lash salon. I provide trainings at that salon and then I have a small lash product business. So everything lashes. I live in Kapolei, Hawaii. I'm a mom and that's about it. You're in Hawaii. Do you love it living there or what's that like? Yeah, I mean, I love Hawaii. It's 
paradise. The weather is literally always great. I, uh, I love the closeness of Hawaii. It's similar to living in a small town. I spent eight years in Oklahoma in a very small town and then a bigger city also. So I liked that small town feel. I like knowing everyone or feeling like you know everyone or like at least like knowing of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I'm sure that's like more of like a community feel too, which is always, I think that's always a good feeling for anyone. <laughs> um, so how did you get started as a lash artist? I was just trying to figure out what to do from there. I started in restaurants at like 16 and so I was just kind of like backpedaling. I actually thought I would have been a lawyer by now, but I kind of figured that I couldn't like spell very well. And then I actually didn't love the high stress of uh, a law firm. I did like an internship and I was just like, this is kind of crazy, which is funny because owning a business is just so stressful. <laughs> but so I went back to bartending and then uh, my lash lady told one of my friends, she was like, yeah, I make like a thousand dollars a day. I was like, what? Sign me up. And I literally took a course like a month later. I, and I don't make a thousand dollars a day, but yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, a little bit of an exaggeration, right? Well, hey. Yeah, but it got me in. got you started. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So I think we were talking about, you know, you're located in Hawaii. Like, do you feel like the lash industry is different in Hawaii versus like the mainland? I know you were talking about like the community and, you know, everyone kind of knows everyone. So do you think that plays into it at all? Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to speak on this like definitively because I really don't know. I've only been in the lash industry here in Hawaii, but from what I've observed, um, I can already say it's probably similar to a small town. We don't have any chain lash salon. So I don't know if that affects our standard because maybe chain lash salons run their business better. Who knows? I mean, they probably know, but I don't know. Um, we don't have a lot of lash salons. So that leaves uh, most of our lash artists uh, working from home. Uh, I would probably say like 85% probably work from home. Again, I don't know if that's super common everywhere else also, because I do feel like a lot of lash artists still work from home, but I don't know if it's like 85%. Um, our licensing office, I know in some places are really strict. I would say in Hawaii, it is not. Um, I, from experience, they go after people who have license rather than people who don't. So that's like the shitty thing. Um, but yeah, that could be different than other places. Um, and then the closeness that I was talking about, we all know of each other. If you've been lashing as long as I have for six years, I definitely at least know of you. And I think that kind of goes throughout the whole lash community in Hawaii. So if you have a good rep, that's amazing. If you have a bad rep, that might be hard to shake if you decide you started at 19 and you were kind of like not the best. And then at 23, you got your stuff together, your bad rep might follow you longer than you wanted it to. So you really have to be a stand up person in business in Hawaii, because people always talk. And we're always like, I don't know why she would do that here. We're, we're all gonna talk crap about her now. <laughs> so that that's probably a little bit different in bigger cities where people don't generally know of each other as much. Right. 
Um, and so, you know, with that, Hawaii is like one of the most expensive states in the United States to live as like a very high cost of living. So um, how do you sustain your business through the economic highs and lows with that? You just, you really have to play it smart because it's likely your expenses are probably going to be bigger than someone or more than someone else. Um, and then it's likely you actually need more profit from your business than maybe someone else does also. So for me personally, I try to keep my expenses as low as possible. Um, I actually rent a uh, um, inside an office building inside an industrial area, which um, keeps rent very affordable. And then I started out with like a hundred square foot uh, office. And I, it was just for me at first. And then I put one other girl in there and then I got two other girls on the other bed. And then I moved downstairs in the same location. And I, as soon as I moved downstairs, I got a renter that supplemented that additional rent. And I was like, okay, cool. Now she pays for half of this and we're good. And then I just built from there. I think I just moved a lot slower than someone maybe with, uh, the success and income that I've had there, they might've been like, I want a storefront in the mall. I want to, I want to pay this much. And I just want it to look amazing while I'm like, no, I'm just going to lean into marketing a little bit more, go into somewhere that doesn't have a lot of foot traffic and do something that I know I'm not going to like go under because my rent is affordable. If I, if I lose a lash artist, I'm not going to cry. And honestly, I see one day things maturing into a situation where I might just be a lash artist again. Like when I'm older and I don't want to do so much, I might just be like, I'm just going to rent that small office space and just like be alone and just like do lashes, not do all of the other stuff anymore, because it's truly what brings me the most joy. And it's like the peace and the storm of everything else. And then it's customer service at its best level where you you actually have true connections with people. And these aren't just like, hey, where's my order? Hey, this and that. These are like friendships that you've built. And I like that type of connection rather than the quick like order here and this and that and I'd just rather like mature maybe one day into just like being a lash artist again, like only, but who knows? Yeah, you're so right. The connections with clients, I feel like there's truly just nothing else like it. Like I have had, I've had like really good connections with my students, but it's just something about seeing them every couple weeks or, you know, three, four weeks for months and years on end. There's just, there's nothing that really compares to it in my mind. Um, but also, it sounds like you played it really smart with that, you know, starting with lower expenses and kind of like building your way up. I think sometimes uh, people do it the opposite way around where it's like, I'm going to get this giant storefront and have all these like really big upfront expenses, but they don't have like the clients or maybe the lash artists to work for them to back it up quite yet. So I love that you um, kind of started small and, and worked your way up but I also think that that's super important that you just knew your numbers and then like we're smart with it and uh, okay I'm going to keep my expenses down I'm going to do this and kind of you know set yourself up for success in that way because 
again, I think that's something that people just don't think about at first. A lot of lash artists, especially when they're getting started, like the numbers is like one of the last things they're thinking about. And they get to the end of the line and they're like, oh my gosh, I really didn't profit anything. Like I remember seeing someone be like, I finally added it up and I made $6 this year. And it was just like, yeah. So I think that that's super important. I love that you did that. And um, especially if you're listening to this and you're worried about the economy or your profits or paying your bills, things like that, like you've got to know your numbers. I think that's super important for sure. So I love that you brought that up and shared that with us. Um, So next question for you. So like you were saying, you have a salon with employees or with, do you do employees or booth renters? I have one renter and then five commission girls. Okay. Awesome. Okay, cool. So how do you navigate keeping them busy through um, like the same economic highs and lows. Like I've seen a lot of lash artists talking lately just about how they feel like it's been really hard to get clients in the last like couple of years. And, you know, it's just been really hard times for a lot of people. And so, you know, you've kept your girls busy. So any any uh, insight on that for us? Yeah, I tell them when they start out, hey, if you're consistent, it'll take three months to gain like a handful of clients. Within a year, you're going to be more of a full-time lash artist but what I do is I require them to do social media they have social media requirements every single month Uh, I believe it's truly the best way to gain clientele Um, I think it's like the most authentic rather than ads Um, and it's the way I built a clientele and I felt like I what am I going to speak on that I really don't know like this is the way I know and my clients they love me. There's people who seek after getting lashed by me. And I want that for my girls too. And the only way to do that is to market yourself correctly. So I literally, I mean, I've shared albums with like infographs and captions and I walk them through editing their reels and how do they post their reels? Like at the end, they're probably posting just like two things a month because I almost do everything else for them with an assistant but yeah I get them to build an authentic following because these followers already love them they become their fans and whenever they're your client or whenever they start to become your client they're already so invested that it's really not hard to win these people over I do ads here and there to supplement clients but I feel like ads Sometimes the clients come in only for the offer, the 10% off, the 20% off. They're like a one-off client. And then they come in spectacle. They're like, "Mm, what is this? I don't know. Like, they're just like not as invested. Well, you can gain true fans and followers and all of that through marketing in on your social media, on Instagram. And these people already love you. It's really hard to piss them off when they walk in the door. They're like, oh, I'm like, I love your work. I've been following you forever. So I walk them through how I've built a really solid following. And that's through social media and Instagram. So true. Like, because they already know who you are. They already, like you said, they're already a fan of you. And they're going to be like already loyal to you because of that. They already have that really good first impression of you. I had a lot of similar experiences where it's like, they'll message you be like, hey, Erica, they act like they already know like that you've been friends with them forever because they're following you. And 
you know, getting to know you a bit more and things like that. So um, I totally agree. I think social media is a really great way to build your clientele. And honestly, in this day and age, like, as one of my friends put it, it's like the modern um, word of mouth. <laughs> um, where yeah. People basic, you know, people can recommend you on there. You can re um, outreach and grow your local following, things like that. And well, I think you do a really such a great job with your Instagram page, too. So your girls are lucky to have you, I think. And that's such a great system you've got there with all, you know, your posts and, you know, that whole like basically sounds like like a social media vault for them. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that. What gave you the idea to do that? You know, um, I was tired of encouraging them and like just being like, hey, guys, you got to post. Hey, guys, you got this. And then I sat them down one day and I was like, I will pay you more and give you more duties because this is the only way I know how to how it works. Like I, I was tired of kind of going in a blind and being like, hey, if you post more, that would be great. I was just like, no, these are the hard requirements for working here and you have to do it. And here, I'll make it easier for you because I'm already posting this stuff. Now I'm just giving you the posts that I'm already doing. And it makes everything cohesive. It skips the, the teaching them branding because I'm already like, you know, you're going to take my branding. They take my name. They take my colors. I go and I'm like, hey, that doesn't really look great. Oh, let's edit this more. And I just like give them all of that knowledge like there, like here, we're going to do it this way. This is what's going to work. You're like, you're a great lash artist, but your pictures suck and it's hard to sell you <laughs> because anytime, anytime my girls want to go to somebody else, I'm like, oh, her pictures aren't great, but literally she's an amazing lash artist. Can you just go to her? And I was tired of saying that. They, and it was the truth. They're great artists, but they don't know how to sell. Like marketing is its own thing. And I've, mm -hmm. I've taken the classes and I've invested the time. So I'm not going to like teach them to do their own thing. I'm going to be like, let's just do my thing. It's what works. Get on board because just looking professional online is so important. And that's what we were lacking for so long. I just started doing this about seven months ago like a year and a half prior I was just like this doesn't work oh let's try ads oh since x amount on ads the retention for the ads was only like five percent and so I'm not sure if that even like made me any money at the end of the day so that was really hard and I was just like oh my gosh like I think we need to just do it the authentic way the real way I know how and get people invested in your work guys so I was just like, let's do, let's do this. And it's been working great so far. That's awesome. It's like streamlining it basically. And you're so yeah. like the marketing and the branding, all that. It's like in a completely different skill set to have to learn. And I'm sure your girls are probably really thankful to just be able to focus on lashing and, um, you know, taking clients and making money and stuff versus having to learn all that back end and social Thank media stuff too. Yeah. It just makes like, it easier for everyone. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to think about it and wonder. And you have to suck before you're good, too, at it. Nobody is just, like, marketing tomorrow. I'm great. It's like, no, you don't realize that you can't, like, you got to keep the same fonts and the, the color scheme got to kind of be similar. Like, like you got to, like, 
they don't know so they're gonna like suck I can't go through that sucky period with them anymore I'm like okay no we're doing this my way it's it's great I've been doing it for six years just follow my lead okay just post today thanks guys bye yeah yeah. well that's like a great example of like you know it works so stick with it versus like don't fix what's not broken kind of thing you know what I mean yeah making well and another thing just making it a repeatable system too that's what I tell my students all the time like Okay, look at what's working for you, look what's not working for you, and take what's working and make it a system. <laughs> Just keep it rolling. So I love that. Yeah. So a next question for you. What do you feel has contributed the most to your success as a business owner? Because you do lashes, you've got your salon with your girls, you've got a lash line, you really have a lot of amazing things going for you. Um, is there anything that you feel like has really helped you along the way? A supportive partner. I don't know what it would have been like if I had a man that told me like gender roles or like things that I was supposed to be doing because I'm not like his friends' wives who um, they do all the cooking, all the cleaning and all the care for the kids. It's very 50-50 in my household. And then we always like lean in when we have to. Um, He works a very demanding job. And sometimes he he does 12-hour shifts, four days on, four days off, and four nights on, and then repeat. But sometimes he has to work 12 days straight, 12-hour shifts, and I'll lean in. And some weeks are very busy for me, and he'll lean in, and he'll do the dishes. He'll, he'll scrub the bottles. He'll do – if I cook, he's doing the dishes. There's It's very 50-50 in the household, and we, we know when to lean in and support each other. And then he, like – Every time I've moved salons, he moves the salon. Every time I need something hung, he does it. He's just, he's never complaining. And I don't know what I would have done with someone different. If I would have just been like, I can't do it myself. So I just can't do it. I'm always like, well, Aaron can go grab that for me. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I just got to see when he's available. I'll get that done. So it's really helpful having someone who's always down to help me. And then just being uh, able to sacrifice and see the big picture. Um, I worked Saturdays for six years. I worked six days for six years straight almost. Like I just, yeah, last weekend was my first time taking two days off besides my maternity leave and all of that. But I was willing to sacrifice the Friday nights, the parties, the events for my business and I knew I always had in my head one day I'm going to work less and have more from what I've sacrificed and I'll do it and that was like early 20s like I wanted to party but I was like I can't so I think that and lastly persevering through the hard things so many things trip me up in business where I'm just like oh my gosh like (laughs) I like, <laughs> like I've, I've been confronted with a lawsuit before. That is a different type of feeling. I've had to fire people. I am a very genuinely nice person. Having to fire someone like literally gave me anxiety for days. And just, I persevered through the hard times and I just got through it and I kept going and I knew that it was a hard time and not a hard life. And I was just going to make my way no matter what and just just keep going really through anything and everything 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like all, all three of your answers. They're so good. And like, I'm so like, that just makes me so proud of you too. Um, <laughs> just, you know, hearing more of your story and some of the things you've gone through and having a supportive partner, I a hundred percent agree. It Like being an entrepreneur, I just feel like would not be possible without a supportive partner who's, you know, right there in it with you and willing to, willing to help out and pitch in. Uh, my husband's the same way. <laughs> moves everything, hangs everything, uh, takes kids when I'm training, <laughs> like does it all. And it, yeah, it's, that's amazing. And I'm, and I'm so happy that you have that as well. And, um, you know, the perseverance and everything to that is so important because I mean, we all know it. Entrepreneur life has so many ups and downs and, um, you definitely have to be able to push through the hard times to see the reward in the end. Um, so thank you for sharing those things. And, you know, along with that, you are a mom, right? Your son is four months old, correct? Four months old. And I have a stepdaughter who's nine. Okay, awesome. So that's exciting. Congratulations on baby. Um, My youngest thank is you. five and a half months old. So it sounds like we gave birth pretty close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Congrats. So Thank you. Um, any advice for the moms out there? I know it's, uh, you know, well, you do have your stepdaughter too. So there's a little bit of mom life there, but you know, with having a baby and things, any advice that you can give for us? Yeah. Um, just advocate for yourself. If your day to day life stresses you out, like give, give in somewhere. Don't cook dinner. If it stresses you out like hell, don't clean anymore if it stresses you out like hell um know that there's resources like everyone thinks when I talk about hiring a maid that I'm just like the bougiest person ever but I'm like you can go on care.com and hire someone for like minimum wage and I'll have a lady who comes in and she'll fold my laundry once or twice a month and that's the additional help that I personally need I can never catch up on laundry so that's what I hire out. And I I think there's always room in the budget to get a little bit of different domestic help. I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong because women are so used to just doing it all. And then make sure your man is contributing too. Like if you cook, there is no reason that you need to do the dishes. I think that's crazy when my clients tell me that. I'm like, well, you cook and then, then and then do the dishes? I'm like, what did he do? I was like, you both worked. So I just think like, make sure I'm very about the 50-50 uh, contribution in the household between me and my man. He worked, he, and every single week, he works 48 hours. He works overtime every week, but he is always after his 12-hour shift washing those bottles I pump so I'm like I wash the pump four to five times a day you better wash every bottle and he's like yeah and I'm like yeah <laughs> you just gotta say it with like conviction like I do this so you need to do this and they're like okay yeah you're right that's fair and just like <laughs> yeah. advocate for yourself <laughs> like yeah. just know that you need help everyone needs help as as a mom as a working mom so Try to just get the help that you need. And if it's hiring out, don't feel bad about it. Try to make the budget that you can't afford the hire out, things like that. Um, I 
think that is all the advice I can give so far. It's only been four months, so I don't want to talk too much on the topic. And then they're like, that's okay. I think that's great. And you know what? That's four months in that, you know, that's still four months of experience that you have there. So don't undercut yourself on that. (laughs) Um, But I totally agree. And I think, you know, just communication with that is so important. I think communication is such a huge skill for us as business owners, um, not only with our clients, but also, you know, with our partners or our kids or, you know, our people and around us that are close to us. Um, and just asking for help and the support that we need too. It's so important to do because I think sometimes, at least I've experienced it before when like I have expectations in my head that I'm not communicating out loud. And it's like, they're not mind readers. Like they don't, or they're not just going to know like if you're expecting them to come home and wash the dishes or like, you know, wash the bottles or like help me with the baby while I'm recording a podcast episode. Like, you know, like that's just not. Yeah always something that is a given and that we can't like expect those things and not be communicating those um I think communication is a skill that all of us can always be like improving on and evolving with um and especially in the sense of like being a mom I yeah communication is definitely a must um and uh, asking for help and support so I love that you do that for yourself I think once we are done with our camper living, I will definitely be hiring out for cleaning and things because folding laundry is like the bane of my existence. So I am right there with you. <laughs> I can't I can't do it. I'm just like, there's just so, I, I'd rather work three more hours and hire someone. It's not as time consuming as you would think. Like I do all the laundry, I pile it up high yeah. as hell for her. And then I'm like, can you just put this yeah. away for me? Yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, you really just have to tell them. I mean, my man didn't come into this like, oh, let me do everything or let me help you. He had to be taught and you just have to, you know, communicate and advocate for yourself. Like, hey, I do work also. I need help here. I think it's fair if I do this, that you do that. And yeah, you're right. The communication is really key. Yeah, for sure. And I, at least, you know, for myself and my husband, it's like, I try and help him out where he needs it too. Cause I like, you know, I'm working on my business. He's about to get his own business started here soon too. And he works full-time does the overtime thing as well. And just yeah, like everyone is like, we're both busy with all the kids. And so like, I, I think that's where you were saying, you know, you lean in when you need to, he leans in when he needs to, it's definitely like a team effort on that. And um, yeah, I I think that's a good conversation to be had because uh, I don't think that aspect of things gets talked about very much um, in our industry and just, you know, all the invisible, invisible, quote unquote, like support that's going on behind the scenes for those who are, you know, growing and thriving in business and things. Last question, just any last thoughts or advice for the solo beauty business owners out there? It's kind of similar to the perseverance, but just keep going. I think um, the true testament of your entrepreneurship is time. Uh, If you're able to sustain for a long time, that's, you'll get through a lot of things and that will get you through more things. So just, just keep going. There's been so many times and I don't, don't think people realize they're like why would she stress and I'm like there's so many times that I'm like 
maybe I don't want to do all of this, <laughs> but I just yeah. keep going because I know there will be a day that I'm like, I am so happy that I did all of that. Um, so just just keep it up, keep going, achieve the goals, write them down and cross them off. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know, maybe one day you would just want to be like a lash artist in that. And I think, you know, yeah. there's no shame in that. Like you just do what you what feels the best for you and um you know like you're saying you cross I love I love that you know write the goals and cross them off just you know just go go out there and do it so thank you so much for coming on it's been super fun to get to talk with you tonight so where can they um all the listeners find you online and get and connect with you yes so I have an IG it is lash dot m-e-k-a lash mecca um, I'm on thread now too. And <laughs> the TikTok is the same thing. <laughs> and then I have a a website. It's lashmecca.net. And you can find me there. Okay, perfect. So I'll put all her links in the show notes for you guys to make it super easy to go uh, make friends with her online. But thank you again so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, it was really great talking to you.